In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning. I hope you all are enjoying your Labor Day weekend. It's a beautiful time of year. In our backyard, a number of years ago, I had planted a little garden, and then a few years back, I added to it some more space, and I added yet more to it a couple years after that. It's not big, but dealing with what I can deal with in, of the home in the city of Ann Arbor. And even our neighbors joined in, and they added some stuff to the garden, and they picked stuff as it, as it comes. This year, there's another spot near that, that I'm probably going to add to it again. But this year, what I did is I planted some corn. And I planted Indian corn there. Just because I like Indian corn, and I like to decorate the, the house, the front of the house with it when it comes to the, to the fall. Now, all the other part of the garden has a fence around it, because I got a lot of critters in the back. And the neighbors behind us, they have a, a den of um, gophers that live underneath their, their garage and they were wreaking havoc on our, on our garden for years. So I put a fence around this thing, and it works, except for the corn. I didn't put a fence around the corn. That was new this year, so I was just trying to see what was going to happen. And to my surprise, the corn grew about this tall. And once it got about this tall, ears started coming out. Now, I don't know much about gardening. I, I'm gardening corn farming corn. I've, I see in the fields that each stalk has one ear. But this Indian corn, there were two on each stalk. So I was going to have a, 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 a good uh, load here. I was going to have about 12, 12 years of corn. And they were starting to come out there about this big. And when they were about this big, that's when the gopher came. And he would chew at the stalk, and the stalk would fall over. And then he'd take the corn, and we'd find all the husks all over the yard with these little tiny cobs that had been eaten by the gopher. I was kind of upset because at this time of the year, this is when we harvest everything. This, uh, through the summer we get something throughout the year, but this is the harvest time of the year. And the corn was going to be ready in just a few more weeks, and I'm kind of upset that I didn't get that chance to see what would have happened had the gopher not taken my corn. But in any case, we can see that now the harvest is coming truly for the people who work in the fields, our brother farmers. And it's a beautiful time of year when we get to enjoy those crops, especially corn. The tomatoes are, are ripe now. And we have lots of other squash and things that are coming out. Everything's, we're, we're getting ready to collect everything in the next few weeks. And that's part of this story and this gospel lesson. I only want to talk about one portion, and that's that the Lord saw in this parable the Lord of the, of the manor, the Lord of the fields, the, the one who owned the property. He saw that it was uh, the time for harvesting, and so he sent out these people. That's what I'm going to talk about. But just so that we know what this gospel is about, this gospel is Jesus Christ telling us what's going to happen to him. So you have this man who owns the farm, that's the father. And it's time for him to gather all the people together. 
That's the harvest. And so He sends out servants to do this. And those would be the fathers and mothers of the Old Testament. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they threw them out. Then He sends other people into the harvest. And those would be the prophets. And He throws them out. And then He sends His Son thinking that they'll respect the Son. And they kill the Son. They first throw Him out of the vineyard, kill Him, and then think that they're going to take over the property. So this is giving us the entire story of the salvation that God has put into order. He started by giving us the the people to whom He delivered the promises, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then it goes to the prophets. People still didn't believe what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob believed. They didn't believe what the prophets believed. So He had to send the Son. And the Son was sent out of the city at the time of His death. They put Him outside the city, outside of the land, like in this story. And that's where they killed Him. So that's the the general message of what's going on. And then at the end, Jesus says, what, are you gonna, what, what, would, what would that owner do to these servants? And the people say, well, they'll put them to a miserable death and give it out to people who will take care of the property. And that is the church. That is the inheritance of God, which is the church. But the part I want to talk about today, that's the, the look of, of the whole gospel lesson so we know exactly what's being said. But the part I want to focus on today is just this one issue of uh, the harvest is ready. And so it's time to send out people to go and collect the harvest. Now, who are these people that are supposed to go out and collect the harvest? Of course, in the story, these are the hired workers. Just as any farmer who has a lot of land has to hire people to help collect uh, the crops when they grow, has to help plant and all the other things that are necessary. So to the Lord needs help. And who are these people who are going to be collecting the harvest? Who are these people that are going to be doing this work? So often, it's thought of to be the clergy. The deacons, the priests, the bishops. That's true. But this Gospel points to all of us and is asking all of us to go out and help collect the harvest. When the Lord is calling for this, He's not calling just on one single person to do it. He's asking all of us to get involved. He's asking all of us to take an ownership, to take a part ownership of this vineyard of this farm. And this farm is the world around us. And what we need to be doing in order to collect, to gather in those things that are the Lord's, is to act, to be, to speak, and to think as Christians. This is part of what we can do to help gather the harvest. Who's going to come into the church 
if I just stand on the corner of Main Street and Liberty and start pe preaching? Nobody. Who's going to come to church if you go up to somebody, or if I go up to somebody, and say, hey friend, we've known each other a long time. Why don't you come with me today to church? Why don't you see what it is that we experience on a weekly basis? That might bring somebody to church. You know what else might bring somebody to church? Or in other words, bring somebody to the Lord? When we act and do things that the Lord wants us to do. Acts of mercy. Acts of compassion. Acts of love. Acts of charity. These things bring people into the church. All of us have a stake in this farm that is the world around us. But the stake is not what we understand it to be in political terms, in social economic terms, or anything like that. The stake we have in it is to see how we can express our faith so that the Lord's Word, so that the Lord's Gospel can reach more people. So that that salvation which is inherent in that Gospel can come to the ears of those who haven't heard it. Or can come to the hearts of those who may have heard it, but who have not chosen to follow it at this point. That can be our job. That can be our participation in gathering this harvest. By truly acting out on our faith, inviting people to come and see what it is that our church has to offer. Because what our church has to offer is the Gospel of Christ, that salvation has come to all those who believe in Him who rose from the dead. Amen.